Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to Life After Plus One. I'm your host, Leanne, and today we are here to discuss loneliness. Now, loneliness is a hot topic when it comes to breakups with a co-parent, whether it be a long-term relationship or a marriage. It can get quite lonely in that initial breakup stage. It's something new to you. It's foreign territory. You haven't done this on your own before. You're a single parent for the first time. And you're just like, what do I do? Who do I speak to? Where do I go? And it can get a little bit lonely. So today I want to go over some little tips and some things of what you can do to try and beat that loneliness and some positive ways of getting through it and looking towards that light at the end of the tunnel because it is there. Now with me on my journey, I'm at a place where I thrive on alone time. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love my daughter to bits, but I also love it when she's at her dad's. I love getting that time to myself where I can just focus on me, focus on my needs because I don't get the chance to step back and just do what I want to do very often because I'm one of those mums that I get sucked in very easily and I just do I melt whatever she wants, I give it to her. And I'm a sucker. I know it's always the right thing to do, but You know, so that time alone when she's not with me is my time for me and I thrive on that now. But it does take a little time to get to that stage. It doesn't happen overnight. I will never forget the first day, well, sorry, the first weekend my daughter had a sleepover at her dad's and it was just, I couldn't process it. It was extremely difficult. I was just like, oh my goodness, that's my daughter. I'm giving her away. How do I do this? It's a hard concept to process. You're gone from being a full-time parent, a full-time family. You know, you've had the whole family concept. You've had it all there. Then all of a sudden, your whole world's just had a bomb dropped on it. And then you've now got to handle handing your kids over to the other parent where you're then left on your own. It's like, what the fuck is happening what is going on? What do I do? It's huge. It is a big thing to get through. And, you know, like I said, it does take a little time to get to the stage where I'm at now where I love my alone time. But in the initial stages, it can get quite tricky. It can get quite scary and it is quite lonely. So what do you do? What do you do when you're feeling lonely? Well, I know when I was, uh, when I first broke up with my daughter's dad, I probably did the one thing that I wouldn't recommend, which is I just kept to myself. That breakup to me was extremely difficult. It was extremely toxic. And for a good, probably close to a year, I just said, you know what? Fuck, if this is what it's like, I'm just stepping away from everyone. And that's what I did. I stuck to myself for a lengthy period of time. I didn't want to date. I didn't want to socialize with anyone. And I just stuck to me and my daughter, which is probably not the right thing to do. 
But for me at the time, it worked. What I would highly suggest though, is to focus on finding people around you who are positive influences, people who are supportive, people who are understanding and people who get where you're coming from. You know, it's it can be quite difficult to talk to people who are happily married and are living that life that you once thought you had. So it can be quite difficult to get advice from people like that because you're going through a whole lot of emotions. You've got a whole lot of shit going through your head. You know, you go through grief, you go through sadness, you go through anger, you go through happiness that it's over. You'll go through every single emotion you can think of when you're going through a breakup like this. You possibly even have resentment towards some of your friends who are in that perfect happily marriage. And I know when my daughter was a baby and we had mother's group and I was probably the only single mum there and it ate me up inside to listen to these other mums going, oh, I may as well just be a single mum. My, my husband's never home. He never does this and he never does that. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, fuck, honey, you've got no idea. You've got no idea. You're comparing a husband who works full-time in what he fucking, what, he doesn't help with cooking and you're complaining that it's like living a single life? No, 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 no. So listening to those kind of comments um, made it really difficult for me in that stage because I broke up with my daughter's father when my daughter was quite young. She was a baby and it was when she was, I was still going through that whole mother's group thing. So... Listening to those comments, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'm emotionally head fucked as it was, and then I'm hearing all these women saying, Oh, I may as well be single. Oh, and they're just constantly complaining about their husbands. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do this. And I pulled out of the mother's group. And that's when I started to isolate myself. I'm like, you know what? These people have it good. But they're fucking all they're doing is complaining. You know, come to my world. Come have a sneak peek over here. So in that sense, it can get quite lonely and um, you've got to find the right people to bounce off and relying on people that are going to probably bring up those emotions of being in a relationship and make it harder for you is probably not the right people to get advice from. There are a whole lot of support groups out there these days And to be honest with you, I wish I knew of these groups when I broke up with my daughter's father, but I don't know if they were even around. But these groups, I'm I'm in some of them now just to kind of, I like to watch and see what people talk about and what's going on. And every now and then I'll jump on and have a comment. But those support groups do really help because you see some people get on and they've just got no one and they're like, I really need some help. I really need some advice. So if you're feeling lonely and you need someone to talk to and you don't want to talk to that married friend whose husband probably is good friends with your ex or their wife is good friends with whoever, then find a support group, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's um, a men's shed, whether it's at the gym, find someone who is understanding of what you're going through. Because getting the advice and the support from people who are 
going through something similar to what you are or have been through something similar is absolutely priceless. It is no help getting advice from your friend who's been in a 30-year marriage and you're asking them advice on what to do. They've got no idea. Well, like not to be rude, they're probably great friends, but what advice are they going to give you on what to do in your breakup? They've never been there. They don't know. You're not asking the right person. It's like going to a hairdresser and asking them for finance advice. Would you do that? Probably not. So find your audience, pick the right people to get advice from, because honestly, it is so much more uplifting and motivating when you're getting help from people that are understanding of what you have been through. So honestly, don't underestimate how difficult this process can be because it is. It's not just something that's, oh, fuck, me and Tom broke up and then next week it's all like as good as gold and you're just back to living your normal lives. It doesn't happen. It's a slow process. It can take up to 12 months. It can take even longer depending on how much emotions and mental baggage you've got with you and baggage isn't always a bad word like fuck where if you're an adult and you're in your 30s 40s 50s and you've got kids you've got baggage and that's not necessarily something bad everyone has baggage just know how to manage it that's the thing so going back to loneliness find your people find your people and I guarantee you it'll make the world of difference it really will So going back to my relationship history a little bit, just to let you know where I've been through. So back in my 20s, I was married. Um, We were together for about 12 years. And of those 12 years, we were probably married for about 18 months. So short marriage, long relationship. Now I met him fresh out of high school. Literally, I was still 17. The January, just out of finishing year 12, Um, we'd done a lot of travel together and I think it just got to the point where we got married pretty much because of the constant questions. When are you getting married? When are you getting married? And we just felt like that's just what you do. You've been together that long, you get married. Back now, I look back at it and I know that we both weren't happy um, and it wasn't what we wanted, but I don't think we were at a stage where we knew how to fix that or how to change that or how to move on. Um, So that breakup then after that one, even though I didn't have kids in that marriage, it was still an extremely difficult breakup. And I remember for me, one of the biggest things I did after that breakup was for the very first time ever, I joined a gym. And that was my sanity. That's how I cleared my head. I think I was 26, 27 at the time. Um, He was a very controlling person. I lost myself. I lost my friends. I lost control of my finances. I lost a lot of my life. And I can't blame him. I'm a grown-ass woman. I could have put my foot down. But unfortunately, back then, I wasn't confident enough in myself to do that. Um, Thankfully, the situations that I've been through have given me that confidence to now where I can stand up for myself and say, no, fuck, 
See you, dude. So leaving that relationship, <clears throat> the one thing I did for myself to get through that and to handle that stage of loneliness was to join the gym. And for me, that was so good. I used to work in the city. I'd get up really early in the morning and I'd go to the gym every morning before work. The things we did when we didn't have kids. Love my child a bit, but when we didn't have that restricted schedule, we could come and go as we please. How good is that? So when you're going through a breakup and you're wanting ways to clear your head, the gym is such a good outlet. And if you're not, you're like you don't have to be a gym junkie. I go to the gym now, but you look at me and you probably think, well, fuck, she's, does she, she goes to the gym. I do go to the gym, but you know what? I'm at that stage in my life where I don't go to the gym to be a gym junkie. I don't go to the gym to be a fucking size six, you know, bodybuilder. I go to the gym for my mental health because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And it's my way of clearing my head. So when you're looking to find ways of handling the loneliness, think of ways that you can make yourself feel good, ways that you can clear your head. And exercise in any form is the perfect way. And like I said, if you're not a gym junkie and you have zero interest, yoga, Pilates, even a freaking walk on the beach, I do that. I try and do it every day. Sometimes it's just 15 minutes because I'm just not in the headspace and 15 minutes is enough for me to just get out, get some fresh air and feel better about myself. Another way to tackle the loneliness is definitely limit social media. That can be a massive head fuck, whether it be you jump on and you see people on holidays and you see those families traveling together or doing happy stuff together or stalking your ex, or stalking your ex's ex, or whatever you freaking do, I don't know. Limit social media. It will seriously just fuck with your head. Do what you need to do, but don't rely on it for stalking or for checking out what anyone else is doing. It's not healthy. And if you're going through a stage where you're just mentally and emotionally head fucked, social media will just fuck with it even more. This is the time that you need things that are going to make you feel good about yourself. And I can guarantee you, social media is not it. Now, I'm not saying go delete your accounts and stay off it completely because that's, who's going to do that? If you can, yay, good on you, go for it. But I highly suggest limiting your time on social media. Maybe get on, check your notifications, check your messages, do what you got to do, then get off it. Don't use it for scrolling like aimlessly. It's a head fuck. Now, another thing you can do when you're feeling lonely, and this is what I do quite often when I'm alone and I don't have my daughter here with me, and that's self-care. I love doing things for me, whether it be just going out to get a pedicure, whether it be sitting at home on a night, on an evening and just doing a face mask, whether it be going for a massage whether it be going for a walk on the beach, whether it be catching up with friends, all of these things are self-care. Do things for you. And things for you and things that would be considered as self-care is anything that makes you feel good. So this is the time to look after you. You are the number one in this situation. I mean, of course, your kids are there and they are priority. But you 
need to focus on you because if you're not feeling good in yourself, then how are you going to be a good parent? So don't forget, you've probably been in a long-term relationship where you haven't been given the chance to do much for you. You've been stuck in the whole wife zone or the husband zone and you've just been busy going to work and coming home or doing the whole family thing and you haven't had the time to do anything for yourself. Well, you know what? Now you've got it. So this is your time to get out and do you, do things for you, whether it be meeting up with your mates for a drink or going out to play golf or doing whatever it is. Find something that makes you feel good. Personally, I try and do at least one thing a day of self-care that makes me feel happy. And that can be anything from meditating to walking on the beach, to going to the gym, to catching up with friends, anything at all. It Honestly, that's what you need in this time when you're feeling lost and you're feeling lonely. You need to make you feel good and not rely on somebody else to be doing that for you. Now, going through a breakup, another thing that is really good to do, which is kind of relates a bit to what I just touched on about doing things that make you feel good, which is rediscovering who you are. A lot of people, when they're in a long-term relationship, their needs and their goals get neglected. Um, I know I've been a victim of this. And I'm sure many others have also been. And it's not just a female thing. There's probably a lot of guys that have put their needs and their goals on the back burner so they can provide for the family or they can be there for the wife and the kids. This is your time to now fulfill those goals. Do what you've been wanting to do all this time that you now finally get the chance to do. Now, that could be something as simple as learning a new sport It could be learning a new language. It could be doing a course that you've been wanting to do for so long and you've been putting it off thinking, oh, I'm not going to have the time or so-and-so won't agree with this. This is your time now to start doing those goals. Tick off your bucket list and do those things that you've been wanting to do for so long. Now, another big thing in this stage, which I cannot stress enough the importance of this one, which is to limit the contact with your ex. Now, not all relationships break up in an unhealthy way. Not all are toxic. Some are amicable. Some break up on, you know, they both agree to do it and they've gone, they've just grown apart, decided to go their own separate ways, which is amazing. I love that people can break up and still be on good terms. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that for everyone. So for those that have broken up in an unhealthy way or it is quite toxic and you are quite mentally and emotionally head fucked, then it is highly recommended that you avoid as much contact as possible with your ex. Now, when I say this, I don't mean cut off communication to the point that they have no access to the kids. No, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm not suggesting to do anything illegal. I'm not suggesting to do anything nasty. I'm suggesting for your own mental health and for your own well-being, don't engage in conversation with your ex. That's only going to fuck with your head even more. So as mentioned previously, this is the time where you're putting you first. So you 
need to only engage in conversation with your ex when it's related to child visitation, whether it's them going to their house or them coming back to your house or vice versa, whatever it is. That's the only time you need to engage in conversation. You don't need to explain what you're doing with your life. You don't need to tell them about a new person that you're dating. You don't need to disclose anything to them. They are now nothing but a co-parent, which again, that may sound quite nasty. And if you can get to a a stage where you can be quite amicable, then that's amazing. But still, I don't think you need to disclose personal information about your life and about what you're doing in the early stages of a breakup when emotions are running high, egos are hurt, everyone's upset, there's angriness, there's grief, there's bitterness, there's loneliness. Keep your private life low key from your ex whilst going through this stage and whilst you're finding yourself. Now, sadly, I think one of the other things that really um, plays a role in the part of loneliness is the stigma that comes with single parenting. And let's be honest, with single mums, there's they come with that title of just being stay-at-home mums, live off Centrelink and child support. They go get their nails done every week and their eyelashes and their Botox and they've got no life and they're just stay-at-home mums with no goals. And then on the flip side, you've got those dads that have the title of dads who don't give a fuck. They're just out meeting new women, couldn't give a shit about their ex or their kids, not paying child support, not doing anything to provide for their family like they should be. And they're just bogans who are out pissing up all the money so they don't have to pay their ex. There is a huge stigma that comes with single parenting, the title of it. And some people may choose to hide from that. They don't know how to handle it. I know for me, when I broke up with my daughter's father, I tried to stick out that relationship for as long as I possibly could. Now, I look back on it and I think that's the stupidest thing ever. I should have just walked out months and months before. But in that situation and in that time, I held on to it for as long as I possibly could purely for the fact that I did not want to be a single mum. I didn't want that title. I wanted to do everything to make it work purely because I did not want to be a single mum. So that title of it, single mum, single dad, it can affect the whole loneliness stage because people might be ashamed. There's some shame that goes with that title that people don't want to confront. I'm embarrassed. My marriage didn't work. Or what did I do wrong? People must think I've done something wrong. Or the shame that comes with it. I've let my family down. Or, you know, I I couldn't keep my family together. Or, you know, just things like that. So people hold that in because of the shame that comes with it, the embarrassment. They don't want to talk to people. They don't want to admit that they've done wrong or or even if they haven't done something wrong, they might still hold that sense of shame and embarrassment and, you know, they don't want to talk to people. They don't want to confront it. So for them, it's easier to stay home and not deal with it. And things like that do create that feeling of loneliness. They're scared to talk to people. They're scared to own up to what happened. They're ashamed. They're embarrassed. All these emotions, along with everything else, 
pile into it. And like I said, it's a massive head fuck and you can't deal with it all on your own. So when your loneliness does get too much and you can't get a grip of it, then definitely speak to someone. Get a therapist, a counsellor, whoever you need. Get a paid professional that can come in and give you some proper advice on how to handle your feelings and emotions and how to get through it all. Personally, the best way I got through it was things like this, podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And anyone that knows me, I'm a podcast freak. I can listen to them 24 hours a day if I could. In my car, at the gym, going for a walk. I even put my headphones on when I'm cooking and listen to one. For me, that's my sanity. It just helps me get an understanding of things and how to handle things better and how to be a better person and how to get through things. So get advice, listen to people, listen to podcasts It's not always a way to fix a situation, but it's definitely a way to help you handle it and manage it better and a way to handle that loneliness and get through it. Now, going through all this, we all probably think to ourselves, oh, I fucked up or, you know, what did I do wrong? Why did he leave me? Why did she do this to me? Why did this? And even though you're not the one that's done something wrong, you still hold some blame to yourself. The biggest thing I can say in this time is to be kind to yourself. Be kind. We all make mistakes. We all learn from our mistakes. We all grow as a person. And for me, the relationships I've been through are the biggest tests for me in my life to help me grow as a person and to help me learn from my mistakes, learn from what I've done wrong, learn from why I react certain ways. It's amazing what you can learn from yourself when you step back after a relationship and look at why you reacted the way you did, why you said that, why didn't you say that or whatever it is. There's so much you can learn from yourself in a breakup. It's just priceless. And This is not the time to sit there and blame yourself and hold all the anger towards yourself from something that's happened. This is the time to look back and go, you know what? That was a great relationship. Sadly, it didn't work. What do I gain from this? What do I gain from this? You know, I can look back on the relationship with my daughter's father and say he was a complete fuckwit. It was such a waste of my time. It was a waste of my life. The stress that it caused me after the the breakup and the stress that's caused me in the process with the whole co-parenting, what a fucking head fuck. Or I can look back on it and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And you probably think, Leanne, are you crazy? Yeah, in a way it was. Because without that, I wouldn't have my daughter. And she is by far the best thing that's ever happened to me. I wouldn't have my daughter. I wouldn't have the lessons that I've learned. And I can tell you now, if I didn't go through that toxic breakup, I would not be that confident person that I am today. So many people are shocked to find out that when I was going through school and when I was much younger, I was extremely shy. I could not handle social settings and group gatherings. I was always the quiet little mouse at the back. I would hide in the back corner. I would just move 
So I wasn't involved. I wouldn't get questions asked to me. My face would go red when people asked me questions and I was sent over attention. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Now, my daughter always tells me, Mom, you're so loud. Mom, why are you so loud for? I guess because I've grown so much. I'm now at a space that I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in who I am. And I don't go out. I don't leave the house. Focus on who's going to like me and who's not going to like me. They're not paying my bills. All I'm focused on is me and what do I want to achieve in life and being the best mum I possibly can. So this is your time to be appreciative of what you've just learned through that extremely difficult lesson. Now, one of the last tips I want to touch on is one of the biggest things I do to kind of get me through or when I'm feeling a bit low or you know, having those shit times, like we all go through stages, we all go through little periods where you're feeling really good and all of a sudden something happens and you just feel, oh, I feel shit today. One of those things that I find that always gets me through is to have a list of goals. Some may think, eh, man, I don't do that shit. Well, I do. And I've done it for some time. And I find it so motivating when I can go back and I can cross things off that list and go, yep, done that. Whether it be places I want to go, whether it be things I want to do, whether it be just bills that's got to be paid, whatever it is, I write out lists and I'm constantly writing lists. I've got lists everywhere. I've probably got like 10 different notepads with all these lists and I go back and I cross it off as things get done. So for me, when I'm feeling a bit lonely or a bit lost, which I'm not, I don't really get that emotion that much anymore these days, but You know, when you do have those low days, have some goals, set some goals and then go back and look at it a week down the track, a month down the track, a year down the track and go, you know what? Holy fuck. I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. And do you know how rewarding that is? Fuck, that feels good. So yeah, loneliness can be difficult. It can be hard. And like I said, in those early stages, it's extremely difficult difficult to process along with all those other emotions it's tough but just don't forget put your needs first put your needs first focus on what you want to do set your goals focus on your self-care and do things that make you feel good and don't forget self-care doesn't have to be an extravagant hot stone massage that costs three or four hundred dollars it can be something as simple as a bath at home with some candles do things that make you feel good and I totally understand that those first few weeks possibly even those first few months of doing the whole co-parenting exchange where your kids are at the other parent's house for the first time it's quite difficult it's not easy to process but don't be hard on yourself and use this time for you even if it's reading a book if you're not ready to socialize yet find things that you can do at home that distract you that's not going to be social media and stalking and aimlessly scrolling. So I do get it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is an extremely difficult process. But if you can find the right things to do to distract you, to keep you busy, to keep you in a happy and healthy mental and emotional state, 
do whatever you can to avoid having to focus on your ex or your past life. Because as sad as it is and as hurtful as it may be when you're going through it, that life is no longer. And it's time to go, you know what, that's done. This is the new me. And this is time for me to get up and kick ass. So there are a lot of things that you can do to beat that stage of loneliness. You know, get out and meeting new people is definitely one of the best things that you can do. But I'm not going to lie, at our age, when you're like, when you're an older, more mature age adult, it is a lot harder. It is hard. It's not like when, you know, back in the days when you're like 18 years old and you just used to go out clubbing and you'd go out and talk to anyone. It's not like that at this age, is it? So be kind to yourself. And if you're not someone that can just go out and talk to anyone, then you know what? Even if you just say hi to someone when you go get your coffee, go out and smile at someone when you go on your beach walk. If you're not ready to talk to someone, just, you know, giving that smile and they might smile back. And then the next time they see you, they might want to stop and talk to you. So when you're feeling shit and you're just trying to process a breakup and you're feeling lonely and you're not sure what to do, get out of the house. Get out of the house. Honestly, I know when I used to just sit at home, I did the worst thing I possibly could, which is just crack open a bottle of wine and probably have a block of chocolate and now my fitness is paying for it. But I don't give a fuck. That's my problem. I will sort that out when I'm ready. But seriously, don't look at the negatives when you don't have your kids with you. Don't go, oh my God, I'm so lonely, I don't have my kids. Oh my God, what am I going to do this weekend? My kids aren't here. Oh, no. Go, fuck, I have some time to myself. Yes, I'm going to go get a massage, I'm going to go shopping, and I'm going out to dinner with my friends. Don't focus on the negatives when you're already in a negative mind frame. When you want to get through something and you're feeling shit and you're feeling lonely, try and look at the positives in the situation and do what you can to turn that around. Because I guarantee you, there are so many positives there in that situation that you're just not seeing because you're just not ready to. They're there and find them. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Go out and find those positives. Seriously, single life is fun. It's hard, but fuck, it is fun. Go out and enjoy it. Make the most of it. Because a lot of us have been tied down for so many years and we haven't been able to live the life that we've wanted to. This is your time. Go out and kick ass and tick off that bucket list. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you got something out of this episode. And please do something for yourself today. Love you all. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One.